Darnell Williams at the tailback. They'll hand it off to Williams up the middle. 25. Cuts it inside. 30. 35. 40. There goes Cadillac. To the 50. To the 40. To the 30. To the 20. To the 15. 10. Go crazy, Cadillac. Go crazy. Touchdown. Now they can play a little safer. But they're not going to. Nix is back. Throws it downfield. Caught. Touchdown, Williams. A 20-yard attempt. Josh Harris, the snapper. He'll call to the place. He'll hold it. Byron waits for the snap to the place. There it is. The kick is up. The kick is good. Auburn wins. 22-19. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Auburn Today podcast. As always, my name is Noble. I'm joined here with my co-host, Wheeler. Today we have a fun podcast ahead of us, breaking down the tough loss uh, in Baton Rouge against LSU and previewing what is to come when the Ole Miss Rebels come to town with Hugh Freeze going up against his former former home, former team with the, all the Lane Kiffin drama, kind of the, the battle within the battle with this, you know, series that has almost turned into kind of a rivalry, at least from a fan perspective. I mean, it seems like, you know, these these fan bases go at it on, on Twitter, on, on Instagram all the time. But before we get into all that, uh, obviously, you know, we, we all know Auburn fell uh, 48 to 18 in Baton Rouge this past Saturday, just a, a tough game. Uh, Peyton Thorne put up a QBR of 26.7. Um, 102 passing yards, which did break the streak. So th- th- there was a silver lining. We no longer are riding. I think it reached, it was either six or seven. I think it hit seven. It may have just been six, but uh, it was it was six or seven games where, where QB failed to throw for over 100 yards. Um, Peyton Thorne did average 4.4 yards per uh, per completion. Um, so, ob- or per attempt. So obviously not not an ideal passing passing time uh time. Uh Robbie Ashford, three for four, 52 yards and one touchdown, QBR of 89. Jeremiah Cobb, believe it or not, led the team in rushing, 10 carries for 69 yards. Uh Peyton Thorne and uh, and Brian Batty brought up brought up the rear on that. Uh Brandon Frazier had his breakout game, three receptions, 52 yards and one touchdown. Um, but overall, that was kind of the big, the big offensive performance. Uh scored 18 points. Defense led up 48. So before we get into it too much, I'll let Wheeler kind of give us uh, his thoughts. And, you know, this is definitely from the from the horse's mouth. I mean, Wheeler, Wheeler last week predicted a win. So, uh, Wheeler, what, what happened? Well, here's the thing, Noble. There's There was two sides, and some might say that I hedged my bets. I like to think I thought with my heart and with my head. Okay, so my heart said, we're going to win this game. My head said the intrusive thought, the intrusion on the head, we lose 45 to 10. And pretty close to what happened. Um, Do you not remember? You don't remember me saying that? As someone who had a lot of conversations with you about that game, I can't say that I recall the 45 to 10 prediction. However, if that is true, it is very, very dead on as a prediction. Well, perhaps you should go and listen to the pod. Maybe I'll go and check the tapes after this. Yeah, it's like the progressive commercial where they throw the challenge flag, the what really happened replay. Um, 
no, I, I'm fairly confident that that occurred. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I didn't want it to happen. I had convinced myself that there was a path to victory. And honestly, I think that both predictions, I know that it sounds like you're hedging your bets, but both predictions really did happen. So going into the fourth quarter, score of 20 to 10, game is at a place where Auburn could have competed. Like genuinely, Auburn could have stayed in the game. They had positioned themselves going into the fourth quarter to make a run into the fourth quarter. Now, they did let the doors get blown off at the end of the game. But they were there in the fourth quarter. Um, You know, people get frustrated about the coaching. I didn't think that the coaching was necessarily the problem. I think right now the problem is they're just not very good. I think, you know, you watch the defensive line and uh, they just kind of got pushed around a lot, which, you know, is not good. It's just not a good thing to see. I was not expecting to see that after how well they were able to hold up against Georgia. But, yeah, I mean, they just got bullied. I think that was kind of the tough tough part about it was um, Nobles reminding me that it was not uh, 20 to 10. It was 20 to 10 in the second half. Will you give me that? Is that correct? Yes, I believe that is correct. Okay, not entering the fourth quarter. At some point in the second half, it was a respectable score where they could have – it was 20 to 10 and Auburn had the ball. At it was not point. just a – yeah, I agree with the point. It was not just a pure bludgeoning. Uh, Auburn could have scored a touchdown there and made it a field goal game. Yes. Genuinely. In the second half, they did not. They they got run. Okay, it was not good. Defensive line got absolutely manhandled. Um DBs, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough assignment to play really talented receivers like LSU has and get no pressure up the middle. I mean, and we said that all week. We were saying they're going to have to bring blitzes, but you're going to have to hold up in coverage. And the problem, honestly, was the blitzes just weren't getting home. Like they were picking up the blitzes almost like they picked up our four man rush, and then you just left these guys exposed on an island, and they still had to cover for like five seconds. So. Tough assignment for the DBs. Tough to see that you can't get a pass rush. Um, interesting game plan on the offensive side to go with such a pass-heavy offensive game plan. I didn't love that game plan as much. Um, I understood where they were coming from in terms of LSU does not have that good of a defense. Maybe we can throw the ball. We're going to have to throw the ball. We're going to have to score. But we're just not good at throwing the ball. And the thing is, I don't know how good we would be throwing the ball if there weren't DBs. Like, if you just, if you literally just had a pass rush and they had to throw over the offensive lineman and they were getting rushed by four down linemen every single time and it was wide open receivers, I still don't know how good of a passing game we would have. It's just, it's hard to watch. Um, it's hard to watch. I thought, you know, good for Brandon Frazier being at Auburn for three years and having a game that he can remember. You know, maybe he becomes part of the offense a little bit. I just, you know, you break the streak that everybody talks about, but at 102 yards, I mean, the the thing remains, the issue remains, you're just not effective throwing the ball. Like, that is, that's not even a, 
real marker, in my opinion, as to success throwing the ball. I feel like you really, to have had a chance to win against a team that has a relevant offense, you got to be throwing for at least 200 a game. And that's just, that's how college football is right now. And so, especially if you're not running the ball. I mean, if your leading rusher had 69 yards and you threw the ball for 109, I mean, they kept showing that stat at the end of the first quarter where it was like LSU through the first quarter had like 400 yards offense, maybe not 400, maybe it was like 300 yards offense and Auburn had negative three. I mean, it was just a brutal, brutal stat. Um, I don't know where you go from here. You know, we talked about before having felt good about the Ole Miss game. I feel good about the season starting back next week. I I do. I don't feel great about this game. I think that Lane is going to come in here. I think they're going to win by a couple touchdowns. I think that the fan base is going to start to melt down, and then they'll kind of even back out Mississippi State game. See, I, I agree with you. I think it's an interesting it's an interesting game. It, there's a lot of pressure, obviously. I think that a lot of what you lean on is Ole Miss is a very similar team to LSU. High-powered offense, not a great defense. But I also think Auburn at home, Auburn's offense at home is significantly better than Auburn's offense on the road. Uh, and obviously defense matters the same. You got to think Ron Roberts is going to be able to to get some pressure. I mean, you can't, you can't go two straight weeks with just not getting pressure on the quarterback. And Jackson Dart is not quite as talented as Jaden Daniels, but he's not like you can't just give him ten seconds to throw the ball and you know just just hope for hope for the best. That was I think the, the biggest problem. That was something that we talked about last week that you just didn't see how you could get pressure without just leaving guys wide open, and that's that's what happened. So obviously, I think for Ole Miss, it'll also help having that home field advantage that, you know, the offensive line won't be quite as comfortable. It'll be a little tougher to pick up blitzes when you're calling guys out. You can't really hear. It, it will it will make a bit of a difference. It'll be a night game in Jordan-Hare. And I think something you got to cling to, night games in Jordan-Hare are always – Auburn's always in them. You know, even when, even when Auburn's not really a great team, Auburn's typically in those games. And Lane Kiffin doesn't really have – a great track record in big games. And I'm not saying this is a big game, but it's a big it, it, it kind of is because if you look at the game within the game, you look at all the all the smoke that's been going with the past, you know, three seasons with the Lane Kiffin to Auburn rumors. You've got Hugh Freeze at Auburn right now. Ole Miss wants to win this game really bad. And I and I think that, that is very evident with I think the donors want it. I think the fans want it. You know, and obviously like some of the I mean, you know, half of it feels like half of Ole Miss's defense is from Auburn. But I, I think that it's definitely a thing, you know, like a guy like Quinshawn Judkins, like he's, you know, he he wants to play well against Auburn, you know, for, for the recruiting reasons and, and all that. But I just think that when you look at the game, there's a lot more that goes into it than just meets the eye. And there's a lot more than just a typical Auburn-Ole Miss matchup. And even last year, like, it was one of Ole Miss's best teams ever playing at home against an Auburn team that really didn't belong on the same field with them. And, I mean, Auburn Auburn was hanging with them blow for blow for a little while there. So, uh, logically, yeah, you, you shouldn't feel real confident. But at the same time, it's like, I just don't know if I trust Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss to take care of business and win this game. So, I think that that's kind of where I'm at right now is I could absolutely see Auburn winning this game. I think at the very least it'll be close. I don't really see this team just getting the break speed out of them at home. 
I, I just don't know if I quite see that, especially not from this old Miss team. On the road, if it was on the road, it might be a different story, but I, I don't know. Playing at home, I, I think that this team has a little bit more to them when they're playing at home. I I want to believe you, but, um, I mean, the score, as far as the offense, the scoring was not that different in the Georgia game versus the LSU game. Now, LSU's defense is much worse. So, you know, maybe that's the the carryover is like the road uh, – basically Auburn's road offense is worse than LSU's, you know, poor defense. But I just have no confidence in the offense. I mean, they just – they have not put together any kind of – think about the best game of the season so far. What the best game that you've seen this season, and I don't count UMass and I don't count Sanford because that's those don't count. Power five at home. You everybody would say, Oh, the Georgia game, we look good, we looked like Auburn football again. The offense still looked awful. Like Georgia had a couple of busts where they let Peyton Thorne run for 60 yards, but that's not like a home or a road thing. Nobody else has had those busts. Yeah, if you take that six, if you take that sixty-one yard run away, Auburn had like two hundred and thirty yards of total offense. Yeah, like I don't know where anyone has any kind of confidence that the offense is going to be able to score enough points. And I, I think that the defense is average to above average in the SEC. I don't think that there's some elite unit that's going to be able to stop a really good offense like Ole Miss from scoring. I mean. Do you see a score more than 21 points? I don't see a score more than 21 points this weekend. I, I, I think I, I think we score more than 21 points. I think so. I think that y- you you saw a lot of people were asking, you know, what what happened at the bye week? Like, what were they doing on the bye week? And it was like, it really didn't seem like we saw that much new stuff against LSU. And I almost wonder, and I don't know if I really want this to be the case, but you've got to think, they installed some stuff in the bye week that they didn't play against LSU and for the fear of saying it out loud because they knew they weren't going to win. And I think, and I, and I do wonder when you listen to Hughes press conferences, the dude just doesn't sound real excited about the team. I mean, he will just flat out say, yeah, if we can't run the ball, it's going to be a long night. And, you know, some coaches say it and like, they'll say the same thing, but yeah, we have to establish the run. Like, you know, it's gonna be a dog fight. Like we we gotta we gotta do this, we gotta do that. Hugh makes it sound like if this doesn't work, we are done. And I think that when you look at that, you're like, will Hugh kind of save things back because he knows the games he needs to win, he knows games that he's expected to win, and he knows games that matter a little bit more. And I'd be willing to say this might be I mean, this might be dead wrong, but I, I mean, correct me if you if you think I'm wrong. I think this old miss game at home for Hugh is bigger than that LSU game. LSU just won the West. LSU, as a program right now, is kind of in a different spot. And LSU is a respectable program. Like, yeah, Auburn fans want to be better than LSU. But at the end of the day, if you're in a quote-unquote rebuilding time, more fans can get their head around not being better than a good LSU team. But fans don't like ever losing to Ole Miss. It doesn't matter if Ole Ole Miss beat LSU. It doesn't matter. 
people don't want to lose to a program like Ole Miss. People don't want to lose to a program like Mississippi State. And I think, especially at home, you have, you know, people don't want to lose to Lane Kiffin right now either. Like, I think Auburn fans right now really want to win this Ole Miss game, probably more than Auburn fans have ever wanted to beat Ole Miss. Like, I just feel like this right now with kind of how recent seasons have played out, I think that this game is a really important game for Hugh Freeze. And so, you know, you can't help but wonder, is he – did, did he save some stuff back or is he, does he have some kind of new plan? You want to think that, but obviously, you know, you haven't seen really anything new all season, but you know, do, do we see Robbie more? Do we see Peyton Thorne the same amount? Like, you know, let, let's go into that a little bit. Like, you know, what, what, what were your thoughts on that? It seemed like Robbie Ashford kind of played a pretty solid game. You didn't really see any consistency with how they played the quarterbacks. It almost felt like, it was negatively correlated. Like if one was playing good, it's like, all right, take them out. The other one's coming in and we're going to see what they do. I mean, you know, the, the, the drive that comes to mind is when Robbie drives down the the field and they put in Peyton and he throws the ball three times and gains zero yards. And it's like, what, what, what's the point? And then when Peyton Thorne's driving and then they take him out, put in Robbie and you're just like, what, what, what are we doing? It's like, no, no one can get into a rhythm. The, the offense doesn't have an identity and you're just, the, the offense is just sad to look at. So what do you, what do you think that kind of dynamic between Robbie and Peyton will look like at Ole Miss? Do you think Robbie gets a bigger percentage of the snaps? Do you think it's kind of lesser like it was against Georgia? What what do you expect to see on Saturday? I think it's tough to say. I don't think – it's almost like the coaches don't know what they expect to see during a game. It's like they're just deciding kind of as things go. And like you said, it seems to be negatively correlated. Like, there seems to be a lot of times. And this is not just in the LSU game. This was in the Georgia game, too, where Robbie's doing something well, and they pull him. Or Peyton's got a drive going, and they throw Robbie out there. And it just – you're right. It It's almost like they're overthinking it. Like, they, they want to create something so much that they can't just let it – like, when it finally starts to happen, they can't just let it happen. Like, they're always tweaking something. Um, I don't want to say you got to go with one because I do think that they both provide some kind of value. I just – I think right now you Robbie gives you the best chance to win. The way that the offense looks when Robbie's out there, and maybe it's just that they're do, trying to do more simple stuff when Robbie's out there and so they look more confident doing it. When Peyton is out there, everything just seems so out of sorts. And I don't know that it's necessarily all on Peyton. I mean, you you can go back to the first drive. Again, that's not on Peyton. But that first drive, I mean, coming out of a bye week, you've had two weeks to practice your scripted plays. And your first drive coming out, you have the false start, you have the wild snap. Like, it's just they don't look very – the offense is just hard to watch. I think that Robbie gives you the best chance to win because he's going to run the ball. And I think that even even if Peyton is 10 times the thrower that Robbie is, our receivers are just not that dynamic that you really want to run the offense through the receivers and want to have this as a pass-happy offense. Like, even if that capability were there, is that the smart move to do? Is to go pass-happy and throw the ball all over the yard with the receiving core that we have? I mean, it just... It seems to me like the strengths of the team are the run blocking and the running. And then you got to throw the ball just enough to keep the guys from running up. 
and they trust Robbie Ashford to throw 60-yard bombs, but they bring Peyton Thorne into the game to throw a screen after Robbie's been doing the entire drive. And so it's just a tough situation. It's I don't know that there is a, necessarily a good answer, but it seems to me like we just keep doing the same things. And so when you know something's not working, I think you at least want to try something new instead of just continuing on the path of not working. Yeah, and I think, you know, with, with the, the with the dynamic between the two, the this is just kind of a quick question. Someone someone posted this question to me this weekend. It, you know, Auburn is, you know, six games in. Is there anything that you have really seen Peyton Thorne do that you don't think Robbie Ashford can do? And if so, is it is it good is it enough of a pro for Peyton Thorne that it outweighs the the pros that Robbie has over Thorne? I thought that he made some good throws against Georgia. I thought, you know, we gave him credit on the podcast. I thought he made really good throws against Georgia. I thought his receivers didn't bail him out. And so in that sense, yes, you have seen Peyton do things that Robbie can't do. But you've also seen how the receivers are. And so no matter who the quarterback was, whether you had Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Caleb Williams, if you had these receivers, you're still going to get a lot of drops. If it's a 50-50 ball, it's probably not really 50-50. It's probably close to 75-25 in the defender's favor. Um, and so that's what I'm saying is not even totally dogging Peyton Thorne and saying that he needs to be out of the game because he necessarily is so much worse than Robbie. But his skill set with the talent around him seems to be significantly worse than Robbie's skill set with the talent that the team has on it. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I think that with the personnel, you almost feel like it makes the most sense to play that kind of what we saw with the the Cadillac and Will Friend offense in the, the past few games of last season, where it's just kind of three yards in a cloud of dust. We're going to run the football. And if we're going to throw it, we're going to throw it up to a tight end or we're going to throw it deep. And it's almost like this team just feels like, yeah, that's the style of football that fits. That's just not the style of football that we're running. But kind of moving moving forward with that is you see you you look at Ole Miss right, and Ole Miss is good. Ole Miss is a good offense. But I think when you look at Ole Miss, like you know they they had that game early in the season against Tulane where really they didn't look great for a lot of that game. They scored thirty seven total points, but I'm pretty sure they had, they had a scoop and score at the end of the game. So those numbers are a little you know deflated. Tulane is a good defense, but that was on the road. Uh, they blew out Georgia Tech, scored forty eight. Uh, scored 10 on the road against Alabama. And Alabama obviously has a fantastic defense. But, you know, that that is something I think to look at, that this offense, it's not like – like I don't think LSU is going to score 10 against Alabama this season. You know, like I, LSU has a high-octane, high-powered offense with a Heisman candidate at the quarter, at the helm. So, you know, I, I think that those are a little different. They scored 55 against LSU uh, and then 27 – uh, against Arkansas this past week. So, you know, when you look at Ole Miss, what 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 are your thoughts on their, you know, their their offense for one, their defense? I mean, 
you know, Arkansas put up 20, LSU put up 49, Bama put up 24, Georgia Tech put up 23, Tulane with their backup quarterback put up 20. What 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 does Ole Miss kind of look to you like as a team? What what are your thoughts kind of just from a kind of a scouting matchup perspective? Like what are your thoughts on, on the Ole Miss Rebels this season? I think that they are just like LSU, but without <laughs> the extremes are not as extreme. So the defense is a little bit closer to a good defense instead of just awful defense, but the offense is a little closer to a normal offense than an elite offense. But I think stylistically, as far as offensive heavy to defense kind of percentages of which one is better, the offense is definitely better than the defense. Their defense is not bad, though. I mean, and this is a sad question. Right now, does Tulane have better talent? I mean, I don't know Tulane's roster backwards and forward. Does Tulane have better talent than Auburn's offense does right now? Yes. And unfortunately, I, th- I think the answer might be yes. And I just – I think that that's kind of where Auburn is right now. Auburn is on the bottom rung of talent. Um, You can tell – I mean, just looking at the guys who are playing, a lot of them would be guys who played at two lanes level or below who transferred up. Rivaldo Fairweather basically your entire offensive line. Peyton Thorne was a power five guy, and he's probably one of the lesser guys on the on the squad. Shane Hooks, Jackson State. I mean, I think Tulane is kind of the model of where you are as an offensive talented team. And, uh, I mean, you know that I'm typically the emotional one on the podcast. I just – I don't feel great about our ability to go and score, even though I don't think that Ole Miss's defense is super special. I think that this offense is just abysmal. Yeah, and I think obviously, you know, you don't want to get you don't want to get too down because I think it's like when we were going into that Georgia game, is you, you were like, all right, we're gonna see what this team is like when it comes to playing a good team at home. You know, and we saw a team that came out and they were they were juiced. They were they were ready like they were they were playing with their tails on fire uh, and, and all that. And obviously that was, you know, 230 for a rivalry game. But I mean, I think playing the number 13 team in the country at six o'clock, I think that the juice is going to be there. I don't have any worries about that. I think the biggest thing making Carson Beck uncomfortable was huge for that Georgia game and putting the offense in positions where they didn't have to do that much to put points on the board was huge. And even then, you felt like they left seven on the board. You know, going forward on that fourth down, they didn't get it. You, It just felt like if you had gotten that, you score on that drive. It just, the momentum was there. That's what it felt like. So, obviously, Jackson Dart takes care of the football. He's only thrown two interceptions this season. He's not quite Jaden Daniels, doesn't have quite as many yards, not as many touchdowns. But he had the same amount of picks. And obviously, you know, I mean, Auburn did force – an interception on Jaden Daniels in in Death Valley, a great play. I mean, it was a, a great guy trying to fit in a good ball to a great receiver, and Auburn's best player jumped in, made a play, ball goes up, and it falls right into, into DJ's hands. So, you know, can Auburn force a turnover like that on Jackson Dart, but instead of, you know, stopping a – you know, instead of getting the ball at their own 20, can they do that where they get the ball at Ole Miss's 40-yard line? 
you know, where you move the ball 10 yards or a field goal range, you might be able to score. Like, I think that that's really what's going to matter with how this offense can score. I don't think if you give the ball to Auburn's offense against Ole Miss's defense 10 times and say, hey, drive 75 yards and score a touchdown, that's not going to work. I don't think that that's going to be what happens. But it goes back like what we were talking about. Can can the can they force turnovers? Can can Oscar Chapman put some put some punts in a good position, flip field position, defense get stops at crucial times? Can Brian Batte, can he get some big time returns? Can he get a return to the 40? You know, can can he get a return potentially all the way? Can he get a big time return that sparks the offense? Can a guy a, you know, it, it's all about those kind of things. And I think that if you just say, hey, we're just gonna line up and play football against these guys. I don't think we win, but it's it's Jordan Hare, it's night. Some crazy stuff can happen, and I think that this Ole Miss team is a little susceptible to weird things happening. I, Jackson Dart, I think he's a good player. I don't think he is a great player. Great players are the ones that don't make big mistakes for their team. I think Jackson Dart, he plays smart, but you know, can can the tide change? Can he force two plays that are just bad plays on him? And I think that's really what you have to look at for this game. And obviously, you know, you're going to have little things. You're going to have, you know, plays that they like, you know, plays that they, they've seen on Ole Miss's defense. That's the problem. When you play a defense, it's not very good. The offense has things where they're like, we think we can get good yards on this. I mean, obviously, that's why we ran, you know, Peyton Thorne's – you know, everyone looks at Peyton Thorne's 61-yard rush against Georgia, and they're like – Oh, that's, you know, that, that wasn't, that was just kind of a fluke play. Like that wasn't really anything, but it's like, well, we we did run the ball with Peyton Thorne 12 times that game. So it was like, we were running read options with like, they saw something on film where they were like, if we have Peyton Thorne in the game, there's going to be options to run the ball. They're going to see stuff like that against Ole Miss. Like that's, that's just how it's going to work. If Robbie has those kind of matchups, we might see Robbie a little bit more, but I think that's something to keep an eye on is can Auburn, put Ole Miss in bad positions and can Auburn's defense step up and make Auburn's offense not have to do that much to score points. And I think that that's how you can maybe grind it out, you know, a low scoring, a more low scoring matchup in in the twenties or maybe early thirties, maybe Auburn can, can break the 30 mark uh, against a SEC team. I mean, maybe Vanderbilt. I just don't see it this weekend. I have a big fat L incoming as my prediction well so, well so all right so let's let's talk about it. auburn auburn is currently a six and a half point dog auburn hasn't lost to Ole miss at home since 2015 just kind of let, let's just talk about this kind of just holistically obviously we're not feeling you're not feeling great after that lsu game but overall can is is there any way that you can see auburn getting this win what what needs to happen in your opinion for Auburn to get this win. I think that Ole Miss needs at least three turnovers. And I don't think, as much as I hate to say this, I think that Robbie Ashford's going to have to get the majority of the snaps at quarterback. I think you're just going to have to go full send on the running game. And I don't, I just, I don't see a situation where you can throw the ball deep. Or, or throw the ball at all. And uh, honestly, in the Ole Miss games I've seen, their weakness is deep balls. And Peyton Thorne's not especially strong at throwing the deep ball and hitting it. They clearly feel better about Robbie Ashford throwing deep balls because every time he comes in the game and makes a throw, 
he chunks the ball downfield. Now, it might be the looks that they get, too, when Robbie's in the game because you're going to bring your safeties way down. But still, they feel good enough to have Robbie let it fly. And so I think you look at it. I think I think that Robbie would have to play the majority of the snaps, and I think that they'd have to get multiple turnovers on defense. Yeah, I, I think, obviously, you know, I, I, I mean, I just finished talking about the defense has to play well. But really, I – I'm just not feeling that bad about this. I I, re- I really don't know why. Like typically, I'm you know, I, I I like to think I'm more of a realist fan. You know, I think I I look at it kind of how it is. But for some reason, I just don't. I just don't know why. But I just I feel all right about this. I'm not saying we're gonna win. I think that there are some big problems. If Auburn can't get a pass rush, I think it could get it could be very difficult to stop this defense or this offense. But you know, I mean, Auburn was able to draw up looks against Georgia that. You know, they weren't able to recognize, they weren't able to get, we were able to get some pressure. And obviously, you know, they threw it to Brock Bowers. But Ole Miss does not have Brock Bowers. Ole Miss does not have a guy that is just going to take over a game. I mean, Quinshawn Judkins is the best player on their offense. He's a good player, but he's not Brock Bowers good. Like, there's just not another Brock Bowers that's going to be playing in Jordan-Hare this season. But I do think Jackson Dart is better than Carson Beck by a good bit. That is, yes, that's very true. And I think that, I think that Jackson Dart is the 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 X factor for Ole Miss. I think that his play determines how their game is going to be. Similar, I mean, obviously, pretty much every game, it feels like Auburn's quarterback is the X factor. But really, I think this game, it's really purely on the defense. I think we, we know what the offense is. There, we're not going to see anything new. Like, we're not going to see that Peyton Thorne is, like, all of a sudden just going to turn into Tom Brady. Like, we're not going to see some weird play where Peyton Thorne just turns into – some incredible player that's going to win the Heisman. You know, and that's, we're just not going to see that. We're going to see, you know, the RPO action. You know, we, we did see that. Peyton Thorne did hit Camden Brown on that that slant RPO action for two straight plays against LSU. It was good. You know, we were like, all right, this offense is moving. We got two first downs. And it was like, oh, my gosh, like the sky is falling. But you're not going to see anything from the offense where you're like, oh, my gosh, this I didn't know this guy had this level of this game. Like, we know what we were getting from our offense. The defense is where it's interesting because we know our, we know that the defenders are good. Can Jalen Simpson make a play? Can Jalen Simpson force a turnover? Can Nehemiah Pritchett? Can can DJ James? Can, you know, Keontae Scott and Austin Keys, you know, coming, coming back to practice? Well, we see them, you know, they're, they're listed as questionable officially, but those guys, I think, are really, really where it matters. Eugene Asante on Quinchon Judkins, Cam Riley on Quinchon. Like, how are the linebackers going to stack up against this run game? Can, if they can stop the run, you know, h- how do we feel about Jackson Dart? You know, if, I mean, you know, if if you remember correctly, Matt Corral kind of struggled a little bit when when he came in in, in 2021, and so he got hurt. I, I yeah, he did, but even then, like his decision making was a little a little wonky. I mean, that throw the throw that Jalen Simpson picked off in the end zone was bad, aggressive bad to say the least. Yeah. yeah, but so it's like I, I think that you look at the Auburn defense, and I think that if the Auburn defense does their job and Jackson Dart plays an average game, I think Auburn can play pretty well. And Jackson Dart plays average in a lot of games. There are sometimes he rides to the occasion, but Overall, I think Jackson Dart is an above-average quarterback, but I don't think he's a top-15 quarterback in college football. I don't really think he's a top-20 quarterback in college football. And so when you're looking at it from that perspective, you're like, I like some of the matchups 
from Auburn's defensive backfield and Ole Miss's offense. But it goes back to can you rush the passer? Can you make him uncomfortable? Can you draw up blitzes that he's not going to expect? And can you can you make the game chaotic? That's the biggest thing. If this game is standard and normal and nothing weird is happening, I don't think Auburn can win. But can you make it chaotic to where guys weird stuff happens and guys are rising to the occasion, forcing turnovers, hitting people? Like that's when the game becomes chaotic, I think. And I think that that's what Auburn has to have in especially this game. And if you win this week, it 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 sets you up. You you have two. You have got Mississippi State coming in next week. If you beat Ole Miss, you should win to Mississippi State. Then you go to Nashville to play a two and six Vanderbilt team. Go to Arkansas, host New Mexico State Iron Bowl. This game could be the catalyst and could be the most important game in Hugh Freeze's short Auburn career to up to this point. But you just got to see where it turns out. And honestly, I, I'm never going to count out an Auburn team playing at night in Jordan Hare. I'm just, I'm just, I, I just can't knowingly say that Auburn will lose this game. I think it's going to be a dogfight. I think Auburn's got to do a lot of things right for this game to be competitive. But I don't know, man. I, I've just got that feeling. Uh, call me, call me an optimist, but I've got that feeling that this one, this will be a fun one. I think. Well, good. I'm glad that you have the optimism. And as usual, we're on opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah, that that is that is true. But obviously, you know, we'll be back. Um, we'll be back next week breaking down the the Ole Miss game, and hopefully, you know, we'll be able to to break down an Auburn win. Hopefully, we'll be able to break down, you know, a, a Auburn quarterback throwing for three hundred yards. That'd be that'd be incredible. But we'll see how that goes. But as always, we thank you guys so much for listening. And War Eagle, War Eagle.